Come on. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Greg, are you ready? I am ready, George. I love it. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Lifeblood Engage. This is George G. Our guest today is strong and powerful Greg Ballard. He is the CEO of 5C Consulting. He's a certified professional coach, an authorized DISC partner, and a master practitioner. Greg, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yes. So, uh, husband and father, husband to one, father to four, and they are uh, between the ages of two and about to be eight. So personal life is filled with uh, laughter and tears and crying, uh, <laughs> but always, always a blessing. Uh, my work, really what I do is I help people figure out what they want to do and help them to navigate the um, the politics and the storms of the career front. So if you know someone is trying to pursue a career and they need to figure out how to navigate that, um, you know, we start with like, who are you? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? How do you fit into the puzzle? And then how do you add value to a degree where you get noticed? Yeah, I certainly appreciate all that. How, how, how do, how do you find, or how, how do people come to you? Is it when they have a problem? Is it when they want to make a change? Is it all, is it all these things? So we serve on three levels. So we serve individuals. And so whether you're, you know, just trying to sort out what you want to do with life uh, or you're in a particular role and you need to navigate the next stage in your journey, uh, we, and that could be from becoming a new manager to being the CEO, wanting to take on a new, a new, uh, a new thing or reorganizing. So at the individual level. And then on the team level, if you've got a business unit or a team, and you need to help get them rowing in the same direction at the same time uh, and actually enjoying it, uh, we provide value there. And then, of course, at the organization level, if you want to work on the culture of an organization or the mindset of the organization, or you want to work on you know, a strategic change, becoming, uh, increasing your organizational agility or adaptability. So we serve at those three levels. And people typically find us either uh, through some stuff online that we do um, but typically by referral, uh, we, we serve clients. We, we, we actually don't promote a lot of the people we work with. We try to protect our clients' reputation and their brands. And so because of the work and the nature of the work we do, we typically opt not to talk about our companies, but we let them talk about us. Yeah, well, that certainly does make sense. How, how well do people actually know themselves? Not as well as you would assume. Um, <laughs> I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day. Uh, if you ask somebody what success looks like, you're likely going to get an answer that is not authentically theirs, but it is a copycat from somewhere else in the world or someone else in their in their life, uh, and they're going to define success as other people define it rather than what it really means to them. And that is really what, where, there are, where a lot of people are at. Um, self-awareness is something, is a wonderful thing, 
and self-awareness is that thing I think that can help you achieve the goals you want. Once you, once you know where you are, you think about it, if you have a map and you want to get to destination B, but you don't know where your starting point is, no matter what you do, you're, you, it's going to be really difficult to get to that destination until you know where you're starting. And so uh, self-awareness is a wonderful thing. Yeah. I want to be successful, though what I perceive or what I articulate success means is just what I think I should say or what I think, or just what I've heard other people say. Why, and, well, why is that? Well, we get influenced a lot of, through a lot of different um, sources throughout our life. And we, we lift other people up. We put them on a little bit of a pedestal in some cases. And in other cases, we, maybe we tear ourselves down. We've tried something, we weren't successful. Or, or the, the people we did it for did not appreciate it. And therefore, of course, it has no value rather than saying that was the wrong audience. Um, so there, there, there's some things in there to go a little deeper uh, we, we, I mean, we could go really deep into what I like to do is when I'm working with a client and I'll do this multiple times in an engagement is I'll give them a custom life wheel and uh, we've created it a, basically a blank template to circle with 12 slices and you can put whatever um, thing you want to measure into that wheel. Uh, a lot of coaches, they give you predetermined life wheels, which are, they're fine too. What I like about the custom one is that uh, the client gets to pick the things that are most important to them. And then we ask them, okay, well, where is this category? Say it's relationships or finances or business or health, mental awareness. Whatever it is that you put on that scale, you rate it 1 to 10, 10 being, you know, it's optimal, 1 being like there, it just doesn't exist in, in relation to what it needs to be. And when you score all those things and you're looking at 12 different pieces, uh, you get to see what's in balance and what's out of balance. And then we get to prioritize and say, well, which one do we want to focus on? And so that's an approach that we take to helping just create some awareness around what the priorities are for a particular client because they're always different. Yeah, that sounds like a really, really useful tool right there because I think it's it's kind of an abstract thing to think about, well, okay, what does success mean to me? It's like, oh, geez, I just don't even know where to start. When you're able to give them that 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 customized life wheel with the with the twelve different areas, and then they can sort of weight it on their own. And say, well, I, I guess you know, it it, it 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 is time with family, or it's it's my ability to pursue an intellectual pursuit, whatever it is for them. That's that's going to help to clarify that. Yes, it is. And then what we can do from there is, if there's a particular area, see you you identify leadership as one of the 12 and it's not where you want it. Well, we can take that and we can blow that out into another detailed wheel of what what are the components of leadership. And then we can ask you to go ahead and score yourself or we can do a 360 and connect with people within your business, uh, whether it's direct reports or peers or your supervisor and get a sense of where you are at in your leadership. And then once you know where you are and where you want to go, it becomes a, actually fairly simple and clear, clear process to figure out how to get there, right? Now, most people have a block or, you know, something that gets in the way that takes some real focused expertise and effort to get through. Uh, but once you have the map, it, it, it really does simplify the process. 
Yeah, well, that certainly does. That that that, that makes sense. I mean, that the hardest work is the stuff that potentially we've been avoiding our entire lives until we actually do the work and go through the exercise and. The benefit to the individual is obviously enormous, but then to the organization as well. You're selecting somebody in or potentially selecting them out of what they're doing, and both are probably great results. Yes, I think selecting out is not a bad thing. I think um, I know there's a lot tied to you know, being retrenched or you know being like moved on from an organization. Uh, but I try to I try to position that, and I try to encourage people to position that as an opportunity, as a as a really as actually a positive thing, because if you end up staying in an organization or in a role that you're not aligned in, or that's not aligned with who you are, with your values, with your strengths, and with your abilities, uh, it's it's really hurting you, and it's hurting them. And so there's a mutual symbiotic relationship when you work in an organization, right? And we talk about key stakeholders, and one of those is the what we call the cast and the crew. Um, so there's your managers, there's your employees, your individual contributors. And if somebody's in a role and they're not able to bring everything they have into that role um, and get back what they need in the same exchange, uh, then there's a loss on both sides of that. And so when it's time to separate, um, if it's done in a healthy way, it can be a truly healthy and positive thing because the organization gets to say, well, let's find somebody that actually that does do this and does it really well. And this individual gets to say, hey, where's an organization where I can bring my whole self to? And I know that that carries a lot of emotion, especially if you're dependent on the income, if you've got a lot of ties and, and relationships. It can be very um, jolting to, to life. However, it can also be a a really good thing because you can end up becoming getting into a role where you can really fully blossom into who you've been designed to be and bring everything you have to bear at it. So okay. I like to look at separations as an opportunity rather than, um, you know, just you're fired. <laughs> Here's your box of stuff. Don't let the screen door hit you in the butt. Get, get out of here. No, I, 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 I 100% agree. I, I think it's a Mark Twain quote, or I'm totally wrong, where, you know, life is, has two important days, the day you're born and the day you figure out why. And the faster you can help somebody or somebody can help themselves to figure out, hey, you know what, I'm, I don't know why I'm doing this. I, I don't like this job. I, I, I don't feel like I'm growing at all. I'm just stuck because I'm making money. Uh, and that's certainly a very real situation. But you probably know the stats way better than I do, Greg, that so few of us actually like our work. So, I mean, I, I think that, that this and helping people to figure out and helping companies help their people to figure out what is going to be, what, 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 what success and contentment and happiness looks like from a professional level and everything else, that's just such a wonderful thing to be able to help somebody do. Yes, and uh, no one's going to design it for you. Mm -hmm. you have to design it yourself. You have to dig into yourself and determine what that is. Uh, otherwise, you're borrowing other people's success. Um, some, of, some of your audience, your guests may be, um, uh, recall the movie The Italian Job, the remake of The Italian Job. And at the beginning, uh, they had this big heist and they're all standing around in the snow and they're drinking champagne and they're talking about how they're going to um, spend their money, right? And I forgot the character's name, but the uh, 
one guy says, well, I'm going to get one of everything that you got. <laughs> and, and then he proceeds to basically steal from them everything they just stole. And, you know, they later on come back together, they track him down, and, they, and he did that. He basically bought one of everything they wanted because he had no imagination of what he wanted for himself. And, um, and so, you know, himself, herself, whoever you are, whoever's listening to this, you have to chart your own course. You have to picture what you want, define success for yourself, and don't let anyone or the world tell you what that has to be. And once you get there, then you, have a, you, you actually have a starting point. Yeah. Or don't and just let life pass you by. So, <laughs> and that's a stupid thing to do. So start, start, start. Um, the, the, the tool of the life wheel, um, it sounds extremely valuable. Tell me about, tell me about disc or, or some other tool that you help people or that, that you use that helps people to sort of figure this process out. Yeah. So we do, we rely pretty heavily on assessments. Um, we have all kinds of assessments. I have a number that I'm certified and I have a track record in, and you've mentioned some of those like the Everything Disc Suite. There's also five behaviors. There's the PXT Select, which is a selection tool for organizations to, to, to bring people in and to select people that are likely going to do really well in a role. Um, and then there's the, uh, emergent, uh, the Energy Leadership Index, which is uh, an energy leadership tool. And there's tons of others. There's the EQ um, uh, 2.0. There's Colby. There's Emergenetics. There's StrengthsFinders. And and those um, and people on my team, we, we, we use those when we need to. And then there's live ones where we actually just do a live, a live 360. We'll come in. We'll, um, we'll interview a candidate. And then we'll interview and ask questions of the people around them. And we'll do like something like that live. <clears throat> and then there's also organizational assessments. So we like assessments. We use them in a lot of different things. Uh, and coming back to, you know, DISC, so I'll position some of these for you. So, for example, the DISC suite um, is going to look at some personality preferences and tendencies. And we like to use DISC um, in an onboarding or in an internal capacity. It is not designed, and I would never recommend or use it for selection because it's measuring your preferences. It's measuring your tendencies, how you'll do something, how you may communicate, uh, what may motivate you a little bit, what may stress you. And, but it does not measure your capacity or your capability or your skill. And so it doesn't matter what personality type you have, you can do any job that's out there. And, and sometimes people will use these assessments in the hiring process and and that can really create a lot of problems. So, anyone's being is being assessed with a DISC tool uh, or any other personality tool like MBTI um, in a hiring process. That's a flag that the organization is really um, not using the tools the way they're designed. Um, but it, it rarely it measures your effective the affective part of of who you are. Um, the PXT Select measures some other things. It measures your cognitive ability, okay? So it actually measures your, your intelligence and, and some behavioral traits, some hard measurable behavioral traits in your interests. And that is a much better tool to help determine if you can do a job because it, it's, it's measuring things that are related to your actual work, okay? And that's what we call the cognitive side, or part of that is the cognitive side of, of who you are. And then there's what's called the cognitive side, which is what you will do and what you won't do. 
And we use the Colby A to determine how that, where you fall on that scale. And uh, I don't have a lot of time to break into all of these and really detail them out. Uh, but the Colby is a great tool to figure out, to kind of get a sense of um, who you are and how you operate, how you will solve a problem. What will be your approach? Because some people are going to dive in and go to work. Uh, some people are going to go research, okay? And, and, and other people are going to do different things. And so depending on how you're wired, how you're designed, is how you're going to approach a problem. Um, I kind of blend getting in and researching. And sometimes I flip back and, flip back and forth because that's my style. But somebody else is going to do, other people are going to do very, very different things. And so that's a couple a couple notes for you on some of the assessments we use. Yeah, that certainly does make sense. I know that at, at this stage of my life, because I'm very wise and very mature, Greg, that I <laughs> that I try and answer any kind of an assessment as as honestly as I can. But that hasn't always been true. Um, your thoughts on on trying to game a game in an an assessment or give answers that you think that people want. You know, this is um, this is kind of the double-edged sword of assessments because they're self-assessed, right? And so, um, you know, when you've taken a ton of them like I have, you can almost see where the question is going. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, but the reality is if you want to see if the assessment is working, then you want to answer it as truthfully as possible. And usually I'll spend a few minutes just kind of getting a sense of what the instructions are. You know, on a disk tool, the tools that I work with, we just say, listen – just answer the first thing that comes to mind and try not to overthink it. Hmm. Um, and one of the things we recommend is, is don't compartmentalize yourself. So don't answer the questions in how you would do this at work or how you would do this at home or how you would do this with friends. Answer it cohesively. Like, who are you? Not you at work or you at home or you with friends. Because you're not three people. You're one person. And, and that makes it a little more challenging but it gives you a more authentic um, response. And if the instrument is, is fairly accurate, it's going to be able to provide value to you. And the value, what I have found is the value in most instruments um, is one, it's the framework, okay, that they're providing for how you can think and talk about something that exists, you know, in, in our culture and our society and how we operate. And then the second area, the real value is when you begin to dialogue with other people on the topic. So um, if you're using DISC or Emergenetics or Colby, it's interesting insight when you get your report. But it is transformational when you get with a group of people that you're working with and you begin to use the language and talk about it back and forth and really take ownership of it and integrate it into how you work together. That's the real value. I love it. That makes sense. Well, Greg, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Self-awareness is a wonderful thing. Um, Take some time, build into your life, continually growing an awareness of who you are, how you've been made, how you've been designed. Find some people that have your back, some people that you can trust, and try to create a space or create um, an opportunity for them to give you feedback. Um, even if it's something that you may not be ready to hear, just say, listen, I just want to listen. Um, I have a goal. Tell them what you're trying to accomplish. Tell them what you are looking for feedback on. Try to be specific if you can. 
Uh, but always give them the, hey, if there's something I haven't thought about that you think would be valuable for me to hear, I'd like to hear it. And then just listen. Just listen. Uh, do not respond other than, thank you for that. I'm going, to li- I'm going to give that some thought. doesn't matter how much you disagree or you think they're off base. Just say thank you. Because you, if you want them to continue to give you feedback, you cannot criticize or def- become defensive when they give you something even if it's completely off base. Um, if you find that you know, something you think is off base has been delivered to you by two or three people independently, there may be a really <laughs> time for you to take a closer look at that and, and your assessment of yourself may be off. Um, or people may be misunderstanding you and now it's time to dig in and understand why, what are the, what's the misunderstanding there. So self-awareness is a wonderful thing, and I, I encourage people to continue to work and develop their own self-awareness. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets – come on. Come on. Couldn't agree more. you gotta got to continually work to, uh, to, to, to be self-aware and to know yourself. I love it. Well, Greg, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Yes, so our website is – 5c.consulting that's f-i-v-e letter c then the period and the word consulting there's no dot com so 5c.consulting and uh george for your guests your listeners um i'm going to offer them a a free download pdf uh of the custom life wheel and you can just go to 5c.consulting backslash life wheel all one word um it's going to take me a day or two to get it posted but after our conversation i want to provide that i want to give that and so I'll have that up by the end of this week. Um, and so they can go there and they can download it. Don't need to give me an email. Don't need to give me anything. You just go and download it. Um, and, uh, and if it could be valuable to you guys, um, to, your, to your listeners, I'd love to, I'd love to offer that. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Greg your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to 5C.consulting. That's F-I-V-E, the letter C dot consulting and take advantage of downloading that custom life wheel i think that that is such a such a beneficial and worthwhile exercise thanks again greg i appreciate it george thank you everyone good day and until next time keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together